Music. Reviews. Chat. Poems. Comedy. Writing. Interviews. ELFM. It's radio for so much more. Show. My name's Natalie Guitemars. And I'm Henry Raby. Together we are Vandal Factory. But what's this? We're not in the proper, warm, safe, secure studio at Chapel FM Arts Centre. No, Henry, we can't be in the safety of a studio when there's strikes to be had. It is February the 1st and we are here at the big rally to defend the right to strike at Leeds Town Hall. We can see the PCS Union. The um, Leeds National Education Union. Uh, Unite the Union. You've really thrown this on me. <laughs> oh, the UCU. Anyway, the, the uh, strike's about to start, so the march is about to start, so let's go. Come on, Jill, pay the bill. Come on, Jill, pay the bill. You'd just like to say your names, your union, and uh, what you do? Sue Buckle, retired National Education Union. Um, still trying to change the world. I'm here because there's a future, hopefully, for our kids. I've got a three-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter. I want a world that's fit for her and all the other kids to grow up in. Dilshana Begum, currently a supply teacher in and around West Yorkshire. I see daily going into schools, the detrimental effects education's having and the constant reliance on supply teachers. We need fairer pay in order to give sustainability to the young people. Okay. So as, as a teacher, I'm 100% behind it. Also, I have a young daughter. The school she attends, unfortunately, that school's actually still open, but the staff that are on strike, it's been very much hidden. From what I saw this morning, the TAs are actually running the classes and they're relying on a heavily support of supply teaching, which obviously is not very good for the education because they're having this constant change and it is not good for any child. So I want to see change, that's why I'm here today. Hello, my name's Katie and I am a teacher from Leeds. And I work in a high school. And it's great and it's the best one in the world. However, it's getting really difficult. And um, I think the government might have a little something to do with that. What are the, I guess, any headlines for you, key issues where you're, you're out today marching so, and, and, and non-strike? So, since 2010, teachers have suffered a real-terms pay cut to the tune of about £64,000 due to the government's inability to pay us in line with inflation. And the knock-on effect of that is we have got a recruitment crisis. I've got a seven-year-old. By the time she gets to high school, it is highly unlikely that she will be taught maths or physics by a maths or physics specialist. I teach the arts. We are the first to go when there's funding cuts. And drama teachers and drama departments are clinging on with their fingers right now to keep their place in school. Um, you're wearing a Refugees Welcome t-shirt. It's got your union's logo on. Why is it, in, in your words, in your opinion, that trade unionism goes beyond the workplace and about social justice? When you're fighting for people's rights, you're fighting for everybody's rights. And I think that the NEU have been astonishingly um, supportive to the refugee plight in this country. I know that my volunteer work with Care for Calais has been greatly bolstered by the support of teachers and educators and union staff across the country. So, yeah, 
teachers see a problem and they want to fix it. So that's, I think, where their alignment with um, the plight of refugees comes in place. No whips, no butts, no education cuts. No whips, no butts, no education cuts. No whips, no butts, no education My name's Sharon, I'm from Leeds University Library. And uh, so we're on strike as part of the UCU. Um, partly pensions, um, they've really um, hit us with um, a huge pension reduction of 35%. Um, and also uh, we're not getting a, a cost of living uh, increase in our pay. We're also demonstrating about casualization and um, and inequality in our workplace and uh, so so yes the library is part of the wider university so that's why so your sign says hashtag angry librarians high on hope are you feeling hopeful not feeling very hopeful at the moment but uh, you you never know if you could recommend a book for the government to read to change their mind what would you recommend oh, anything by George Monbiot <laughs> And now, listeners, we're going to take a short break from the strike action. Whoa, I'm not a strike breaker. No, Henry, we're going to break down why everyone's on strike. Oh. The civil servants are no longer filing against no job cuts to the rank and file. We all clapped for the nurses, well now they're clapping back in objection to years of real-term pay cuts and concerns over patient safety. Train drivers are choo-choo choosing to strike while rail bosses get paid millions up the line in first class. The teachers are giving full marks for strike action, fighting against growing class sizes, staff shortages, high levels of poverty and inadequate budgets. Firefighters are hosing down the flames of capitalism by striking for pay rises in line with inflation. <laughs> And finally, higher education staff are holding their heads high for pensions, pay and working conditions. Solidarity, Solidarity all. Solidarity, Solidarity forever. So I'm uh, Councillor David Jenkins and I represent Seacroft and I'm here today to support all the workers on strike and fight for a better community, better society, getting rid of the corruption of 13 years of Tory rule and austerity that's ruined our, our council, you know, because we've lost 3,700 jobs from the council and we're still expected to stay, carry out the same duties and we've also lost 2.3 billion pounds and it's been squandered by the Tories and pocketing all the money they possibly can with careless tax returns etc. 
Well, I've had lots of fun gathering Vox Pops and chatting to people. Have you had lots of fun on this demonstration, Natalie? No, I've been worrying about my dog, who I've just put in the car for a little bit so that we could do some recording. It was very noisy and very lots of people and loads of energy, which is why it's been not ideal to have a dog on the thing. But great for a you know a, a protest <laughs> no yeah great for all the workers making loads of noise and taking up loads of space and gathering lots of attention i've been on the outskirts like so it's always good to hear what people are commenting and you get um a wide variety of responses i saw some youths throwing their drinks at um some of the protesters and i said oi have some respect have and then have some, re- <laughs> have some respect for the trade union movement <laughs> Exactly. We've got weekends. Um, they should respect their teachers, but yeah. And then, then I, then I hid behind a lamppost. <laughs> well, I chatted to some youths who were like, "That's my teacher." Ah, uh, yeah. There's quite a lot of um, children in buggies and prams. Yeah. Always good to see the babies turning out, showing their solidarity for for the workers. Radicalising the youth. Um, we've not done an episode for a while because we've been busy bees, and it was Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. You've been. S- Sloshing away on the old PhD? Sloshing away, I have indeed. Last week I handed in an essay on uh, place-based pedagogy and uh, action... Pedagogy? Pedagogy, yeah, isn't that what you said? Pedagogy. Pedagogy, I like to pet a doggy. (laughs) We all like to pet a doggy. Now then, um, and yeah, I've got my transfer assessment tomorrow actually, so I should probably go home and do some... Some revision. Boring. Boring. Stay and overflow the capitalist system with us. Okay. Um, I went to Random Hand no last week. No one asked. No one asked what you've been up to. So shut up. Play a song. Go on then, Henry. Fine. What have you been up to? Thanks for asking, Natalie. Uh, I went to see Random Hand's 20th anniversary gig. I've been skanking to those boys since 2006. Uh, I missed the first three years. I felt they forgive me. Uh, one of the bands was Faintest Idea, and they were great. And they had a T-shirt that looked like Pokemon, so it combined two of my favourite things: Scar Punk and Pokemon. So we're going to play their new single, Nosedive, which is about working. It's almost like I chose that. Yeah, very good, excellent. Well, the rally's about to start, so we're going to run down and do that now. Well, it's coffee for the weekdays and alcohol for the ends. Self-prescribed to exercise those demons in my head While preaching from a pulpit to a congregation lost Give nothing less but your whole soul and forget the cost But I'm a fully paid up member of the underpaid and lost I spent 67 hours this week just shackled to my job If I was given half the chance again, I'd rather not sell my soul. But I need something in my pockets to accompany the holes. I need something in my pockets to accompany the holes. And a no, 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 no. Into the downfall, straight into the downfall. No, 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 no. Into the downfall, straight into the downfall. It's not being exploited at all We head into the Into the downfall Straight into the downfall Risky 
clothes that teal draw. Time is a currency and they steal yours. Company dress code, I got dressed in a ditch. Shankhead walking in like it's Britney Bitch. Leave Britney alone, I'm just doing my thing. Pull up on my manager like I'm running fucking pickering. Minimum range keeps me up in the streets, but I wanna put a bullet in the big corporate bridge. Another pro, another drone. Another 40 fucking years working my hands out to the bone Another cog in a machine Grishing alcohol, say I'm the power of one and I'll be doing more Well I'm holding on to principles I simply can't afford And I'm turning out my pockets For 2017 I'm stuck out in the pouring ranks I can't afford the fee And so the question's always in change And I'll be doing more I'm sick of shouting slogans With no kick through the door Screaming neither God nor master With no sense of irony Strike my ass back into work For the endless treachery And it's a No, 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 no Into the downfall Straight into the downfall No, 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 no Into the downfall Straight into the downfall Exploited, it's not getting exploited at all. We head into the no, 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 no. Into the downfall, straight into the downfall. Into the downfall, straight into the downfall. Into the downfall, straight into the downfall. So obviously we want teachers to be paid more and fairly but also we want the schools to be funded by the government because we can't afford it either. So it's two-way street, really. I think overall we've had great support. I think people know we want best for what's the kids, but in, to have the best for the kids, we also need the best for ourselves. So I think everyone seems to be quite supportive overall, which is great. I'm feeling really hopeful. I think it's great to see how many people have turned out for it and how many supporters we've had on the way. So, yeah, it's a really good feeling. And can you just tell our listeners what your sign says? Uh, so my sign says teachers just want to have funds because we just need more money. <laughs> oh, thank you. No worries, thank you. Are you joining the rally? Yes, that's my teacher right there. Nice one. Why do you Easy think it's, why is it important <laughs> to support these strikes? Because they're working so hard and they're not getting paid enough. <laughs> Working for us. Have you ever been on a rally before? No. What can you describe it for us in your words? Intimidating. Intimidating? Yeah, but that's good because we need to intimidate people so then they know what's happening in that. I mean, by give schools more money, get better food. Free shop! And trust me, I'm all about the food, but. Hi, I'm Anna Dobson, I'm here from the NEU and I'm striking to get more funding from our schools so our students can have more resources and more support. Yeah, I'm really impressed by how many people turned up. It's wonderful to see all the support from people striking, but also the general public have been really, really supportive. My name's George. I'm the chair of Leeds Student Staff Solidarity. I'm a postgraduate researcher at the University of Leeds, and I'm proud to be out here on strike today. The biggest day of strike action since the general strike of 1926. We've got half a million workers who are going out on strike or entitled to go out on strike today. And even today in Leeds, people are out in force. People want a fair pay deal. People want to stop being treated awfully by the bosses. And this is a great way to fight back. Now, now George, I'll tell you, I was a student at Leeds Uni many, many years ago, mm. and there was strike action, and I had lots and lots of conversations and discussions with fellow students. Yes. What is your best approach to try and convince, to discuss, to try and get people to support strike action? 
I think staff working conditions are student learning conditions. So if there's a deterioration of uh, staff working conditions, then that's going to have a long-term negative uh, impact on student learning conditions. So the best thing to do is to have staff that are well paid, well looked after, and if you have job security for people as well, then that is going to have a long-term impact, positive impact uh, for students. And students are on board. Just recently, Leeds University Union, which opposed the strike action last year, they're now unequivocally in favour. And I think a lot of people can sympathise with the cost of living crisis. It is having a big squeeze on people's uh, wages. And, you know, UCU workers have had a 25% real-term pay cut since 2009. I think people are standing with them. And the response I'm getting from students is extremely positive. I, I, I'm Anzir Boudou. I'm here today with Leeds Disabled People Against Cuts. Uh, so we're here, um, we're invited by Unite uh, to really just lend support uh, and obviously Unite lending support to our campaign, which has been ongoing for several years against um, particularly benefit cuts. Um, so yeah, we, we stand in solidarity with everyone else who is suffering from the inflation cost of living crisis um, because you know it's affecting us all uh, a little bit of a feeling of like you know disabled people have been at the forefront of this at the brunt of this for years and everyone else is feeling it now so it's good to like, have some some solidarity so I'm here um, with resident of Seacroft who's coming to the city centre uh, to join the rally can you tell us your name and why you've come down today my name's Tracy Farrow and I've come down because although I can't work, I do rely on workers to help me in my daily life. I rely on doctors, I rely on the NHS. I, if I go on a train, I do need guards to help me on the train because I am disabled and I do use walking aids. I'm not on strike. I am a Unison member. i am got the day off. We need to have proper pay rises in across the board in the public and the private sector. People have been suffering well before COVID, going back, well, it's nearly 13 years, isn't it, of a Tory government. It's unacceptable that people are suffering so much in this cost of living crisis. When stuff goes up, costs, wages should go up uh, with it. And also public services and well, all the services that we use are affected when the people in them are not being paid properly and not being looked after properly. So I'm here to show my solidarity as everyone should. It's pick a side time. Are you with the government or are you with the workers? It's down to you, every one of you and every one of us, to fight to make sure that solidarity, care, service wins. The working class organised together can win them. Look what we've got today. Unite the PCS, the teachers' union, and all of it, the nurses, the doctors, the fireworkers. That is a united working movement. We've learned our lessons. Unity! Woo! Unity. So we need more people in action. Solidarity, unity. And why? Because the workers united will never be defeated. Let's hear you. The workers united. down from all this chatting about solidarity and cuts and pickets. Yeah, why don't we have a little musical interlude, Henry? This is not just a banger for today. This is a car banger, a song in which I've only heard about this very day whilst on our way to the rally. And this is called Work by Linqua Franqua. 
How long are we going to stay out? The people now have the power, and they're using it. The United Campus Workers of Georgia are here fighting for fair wages, fair raises, and for fair funding. Communication Workers of America. United Campus Workers of Georgia, 3265, bitch. Ah, ah. demonstration a nice rally was had by all yes indeed we're in the car it was really exciting actually it was very noisy and well uh, populated i thought yeah really good energy we've got 
<laughs> yeah, we're back in the car with a happy dog. Yeah, a happy protest dog. A happy protest dog who's delighted that we're all together again. Yeah. Did not like the noisy, noisy people. So we also, for this episode, chatted to another Natalie and Rachel, who are poets and part of People Poetry. So you're going to hear our chat that we had with them right now. And joined here in the studio, we have uh, Natalie and Rachel from, uh, well, Space Two and People Poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, welcome both of you so much. Thank you for joining us here at Chapel oh, FM. Hi, thanks for having us. <laughs> so let's start off. We know that you're both poets. And as Henry said, you, you know each other through the People Poetry group. What is that group? Can you tell us a bit more about it? Uh, so People Poetry is sort of based at Space 2. It's an online group that came up in lockdown and that I created as a way for people to let out, have a release and be very creative and meet new people. Um, so it's a creative group online. Lovely. So it's a group that started in lockdown and has continued post post lockdown why why was it that you wanted to continue it and you didn't want to sort of leave it back in the, the lockdown a, days it's a big warm cuddle of a group oh, <laughs> that's lovely. and we support each other and and there's no judgment we can tell each other anything that's amazing and it's just like a, a group of friends and, we, um, and something really beautiful happens where we can spark off each other and create something really beautiful and what's more intimate and loving than that really oh that's amazing so you you <laughs> wanted to carry it on because that you just had yeah. such a fantastic connection with this new group that you formed and we still i think we're still finding our feet collectively right. as a as a people because we've been we all have been through it haven't we over the last three years. Yeah. And it's and it's like the ground's a bit still shaky. Mm. So to come come back to something regular, something warm and welcoming, that stands for a lot. Amazing. So mm. the so Rachel, were you there from the very beginning? And Near enough. And had you done much poetry before this group or was it something you're trying for the first time? Poetry's something I've always done. Right. But I'd, Got out of a habit of doing, um, whereas this gave me a regular time and space to practice. Mm. Mm. Although, Netflix will probably tell on me and say, I normally soak the lessons in and then come in, come in at the 11th hour with a poetry. <laughs> After not doing it for weeks, and uh, I just say, Hey, I finally finished that thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't yeah I think poetry can happen at any pace sometimes it's like written immediately or it's something you just say and sometimes it's slowly put together over months and I think sometimes they make some of the most beautiful pieces of writing (laughs) brilliant and um just before we came on air Rachel you said to me or like oh um it's all coming together in terms of your poetry, your creativity. So what, outside of uh, the people's poetry, what have you got well, going on? I, well, I'm an activist for lead citizens. Great. Um, working for, working towards fairer pay for carers. I want the, I want the government to pay carers for the real living wage. Fantastic. Which is an independently 
um, compiled rage by economists. Um, not for gov- separate for government's living wage, mm, and it takes yeah. into account all the bills a carer has to, a person has to pay. Mm. So, p- any small business sort there pay real wage today and keep your workers and keep the talent. Please. Yes. Mm. Oh, here, here, here. <laughs> and we should, that seems like a good moment that we should also acknowledge that you have your carer here with you today and your mum. You, I won't embarrass you by bringing you on to the, onto the mic, but hello Hi, and thank you. <laughs> um, brilliant. That's amazing. So if people want to support um, your campaign and the citizens, what was it called? Lead Citizens. Lead mm. Citizens. Where yeah. can they go to find out more about that? Go to Lead Citizens on Facebook. And I think they've got... Citizens is a national group. National group with chapters all over the country. So if they go to citizens.co.uk, they should be able to find a local chapter. Brilliant. Fantastic. I'm sure many of our very supportive listeners will go off and do that. Yeah. And Nat, what else other than, than People's Poetry Group, what have you got going on? So you're a performance poet as well. Yes, I'm a spoken word artist, a facilitator and a community development worker. So I work at Space 2 and do a range of creative pro- projects and a lot of what we, what centres around it, what it centres around at Space 2 is how art can create change. Um, and also about sustainability, which like runs through our writing so much. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I'm published with People Tree Press and attend their readers and writers group, which has been an amazing experience and, you know, really allows me to sort of delve into heritage and memory and all those right. kinds of things and reflect can, that. Can you tell us a bit more about that group? Um, so yeah, People Tree Press is a Black Caribbean and British publishers within Leeds. So they um, said to publish some of the best in Black and Caribbean writing, basically. And they have a readers and writers group which have created an anthology called Weighted Words. And it has an amazing amount of people from Leeds who are dancers and people in, you know, sort of politics and activism and writers just compiled memoirs and poems and short stories. So that's been pretty amazing. Wow. (laughs) And if people want to find out more about that, where can they check it out? Yeah. So People True Press has a website and, um, yeah, obviously sells books worldwide that are from sort of black and Asian backgrounds and from local writers here in Leeds. Um, yeah. So is it a worldwide organisation but with a Leeds branch? Yeah, it's no, it's based in Leeds and oh, created right. in wow. Leeds, but um, those books, um, there is a number of people that are published with People True Press are sort of, you know, winning big awards, really. Yeah. <laughs> so we've right. got uh, Roger Robinson, um, Malika Booker, Khadija Ibrahim, so some really amazing poets and writers that are being published out of there. I'd love to throw the question to, to both of you as someone, you know, put, I put on events and go to a lot of events, but what is that special magic touch that makes an event extra special for you when you go to perform or you go to a group that meet? What 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 elements do you want to be there that make it so people fueled or inspiring or nurturing and nourishing all these fantastic like feelings that, that are buzzing around the table at the moment? Uh, I think it comes... Can I... Can... Count out to my leader for the moment because it all comes. I found that an energy comes from the top. 
and diffusers throughout the group. Right. And this lady to my right has <laughs> been such a champion. Oh. Um, she's um, oh, uh, championed us so hard that it's got us involved with dance projects, um, um, National Trust properties, and it's just... This latest determination that we're not just a small little community group, but there's actually something valid to our words. Hmm. Yeah, and having ambition and having high expectations, as well as all that uh, being accessible and inviting and going at your own pace, that's a really difficult... um, thing to achieve both of those having high high expectations and being people focused is there's a balancing act there to be made right Nat? yeah and i think that's why when you asked us why is people poetry you know how why is it still going is because that was there there was a real intelligence in the group and a sense of deep connection and the conversations that happen are huge they're not little they're the kind of things that you know a reflection on life and like why things are the way they are and how they can be a different way so there was a lot of weight being carried in the group and there was a lot of talent coming through and we have people that have never written before to people who are dipping their toe in to people like Rachel have been writing for a while and an incredibly talented writers really so um that's one of the reasons that deep connection element and that quality is one of the things I like to see at an event and what I like to experience when I'm in a group but also is why people poetry is still still going (laughs) and may I make an appeal please more accessible open mic nights please (laughs) most are in the basement space Right, okay, good point. There's a lot of open mic spaces that are in basements or up upstairs yeah. and there's no lift access. Basically, the fact that the disability is not the condition, but the, the steps on the payments mm. and the upstairs spaces and the yeah. Yeah. liftless spaces and, and the uneven pavements and, and the taken up parking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It'd be great to get to a point a point where sort of accessibility and disability is actually at the forefront and not a st- you know, a thought five thoughts down the line. Mm. Um and you know, as a poet I always find it really illuminating when somebody struggles with writing or reading that I realise how much I depend on words because that's my yeah. art. Um, and in people poetry something that we really try and do is like find ways for everybody to engage and it is a really diverse group and people come new all the time people come and go people come back after a year of being away when they become free and we often combine it with movement and art and improvisation and it's always about thinking so when we suggest this activity what can someone do if they can't move their hands what can someone do if they're not able to speak today and mm. um, are not able to see what we're showing on the screen or when we meet in person what we're showing you know there in mm. front of us so it's been an amazing challenge and amazing amazing learning experience for me yeah. and it's um also great to see how willing especially Rachel's willing to try anything to try and get anywhere and we work together to try and make sure that that can happen with the places and spaces we go to I, I I think you've touched on something really key when it comes to accessibility is the ability to go hmm let's ask how we can do this 
and not be afraid to not know the answers, but to just ask the question and say, <laughs> let's work this out together, rather than, I think people sometimes shut down and it becomes thing that's pushed down the list of jobs to do because mm. people are worried about getting it wrong or being offending or saying the wrong thing, rather than just going, I could just ask a simple question, what do you need? How, how have, you, have you got any ideas about this? Have we as a group got any ideas about how this could work? And, and let's try it, try it and trial and error to see how something works. Yeah, exactly. The best laid plans are relevant of what they're about. They still, it'll always highlight new things that you didn't see, whether it's opportunities or barriers. And I think actually... Um, conversation is a really important bit and like mind mapping and just mm. getting ideas down and asking questions and playing devil's advocate yeah. and that speaks for both like sort of activism and art mm. as well really we always start with saying like if you don't if you don't feel like you're in the right headspace to write today um that's all right if you don't feel like speaking a lot today, that's all right. You can pass on a question um, and not sorry. necessarily feeling that you need to like, we always talk about you can write a line or you can write an essay yeah. <laughs> and you can write whatever works for you. So whatever you're writing doesn't have to be a poem. It can be a reflection, a diary entry, always create in that way because people think really differently as well. Mm. So always like offering that option and putting that out there, I think is really important. And also there's been occasions where some someone come to group dealing with a lot of lot of everything and it, them just opening up becomes the primary primary focus. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent that flexibility. Is massive because mental health comes into it a lot as yeah. well. Um, and I think that speaks for all of us, including me. It's like, where are we at today? Yeah. And that's going to define what we're doing today. But I always find something very inspirational and of high mm. quality comes out of that. And I think that that's really um, underestimated, that idea that inspiration is everywhere and conversations are... Uh, to me, that's the begin beginning of poetry. Yeah. It's the beginning of writing... Um, so I think that's a huge thing, really. But, but people's emotions take precedence. That would have, have kind of picked up from the group. Like, if someone's having a bad day, their bad day, kind of poetry goes out the windows, group poetry, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we once had... Talking um, through, yeah. Yeah, we once had a poet come to us that had a near-death experience and that, you know, like, yeah. it was it was hugely impactful and she had chosen to write a poem after that. She hadn't been with us for a year and she said, I was free and I thought I'd come because I knew this was a space I could come to and Aww. she'd written this poem in order to try and, you know, get ahead around what had happened to her and put a positive spin on it and that led to, we had a performance and she came back and performed with us and that group became a huge conversation about life and loss and the ways that we try and find to move forward and I don't know how anyone could say that that wasn't yeah. the most meaningful thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think definitely there's not a pressure either to you know people produce amazing things in their own time from inspiration and conversations and tiny little details that they've noticed in life outside of the group and sometimes they just write something amazing right there Mm. in the moment and to me it doesn't matter which one it is Um, oh fantastic well we will very much look forward to hearing some of your poetry from you (laughs) later on in the show 
He's doing his own thing! Yeah. Hello! If you're new to the podcast, this is the bit where I, Henry, do my own thing, which is usually a fresh draft of a new poem I'm working on. Uh, and this one is inspired by conversations with people on strike, people at the rally, as well as the conversation with Rachel and Natalie. Uh, it's also inspired by the phrase common altruism, which uh, if you don't know what that is, check out the last podcast. But in the meantime, I'll meet you by the profitable petrol station. I'm calling in the promise we made. We're going to make an explosion. We'll light a fuse like in the old cartoons. As the pumps catapult into the air, somewhere a polar bear survives another day and some shareholders smolder like the ruins. Instead, behold, we build a space. We brought the hammer we used to nail up posters. This space is got whatever you need it to have. Kitchen, cafe, bedrooms, projector, filled it with tables and chairs and sofas, built it with the bricks from 200-year-old pubs struck down by supermarket land deals, built it with the bricks from imagined hospitals we never got but deserved. There is no cladding. Stacked with the salvaged bookcases austerity dragged from our libraries. They call it upcycling, we call it stealing. Filled the space with the footballs kicked after kneeling. For the garden, I planted a thousand fruit trees dotted with the tree houses I designed as a child. I want to carve out a space with my fingers. My fingers have been gripping the edge of a cliff in a crisis. My fingers have spent years digging into my ribs, comforting my heart, headbanging to sad anarcho indie songs. My fingers have shaken hands with you. We'll invite the hopeful librarians, the activists on wheels, the teachers out to fix the world, the border crossers, eco-mermaids, the peaceful poets, the film buffs, the vibe dancers, drag in the drag queen punks, guitarists in the struggle, the strikers straight off the soggy picket line, the mucky ramblers and the theatre folk thriving and hanging in, banging on the door like it's a siege, we'll share and take back what's ours. And for everyone who didn't make it, we'll raise a tinny and salute the stars through my squinting, blurry vision. Like the lad said, it's common altruism. He's doing his own thing! Yeah. Okay, I think it's time. We've done the chat. It's time for the poetry. We're going to kick off with Natalie first, but not Natalie Quatermass, Natalie Davies. This is so confusing, <laughs> it blows my mind. There's two gnats in the room. I'm uh, sure you'll get get around here somehow <laughs> i'm the one that you've known for 10 years and i've been your best friend for ages yeah uh, rude <laughs> anyway <laughs> we've got lovely two guests here in the studio with us who are going to perform i'll go first and um, this is a po isn't a poem um produced out of people poetry but it's sort of along the lines of thinking which like the group sort of focuses on really um, but this poem is called Rainfall and it was pub uh, published in the People Tree Weighted Words Anthology. The earth yearns for water, it has waited far too long. The water will sit then sink but the earth's thirst will not be quenched. Too much, too late, the ground will reject the offering like the lonely lover starved of love. Saturday morning, 7am, 
I lie in bed wrapped in skin-warmed sheets. I listen to glazed silver bullets beating the ground. This grey is golden, and in this moment, I am glowing with content. Wow. <laughs> wow, that imagery in that is so strong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That, I closed my eyes. <laughs> that was beautiful. Can you tell us a bit more about what, what, how did you come to write that poem and, and um, anything really? <laughs> yeah, um, I think for me a lot of poetry is about like finding a moment and everything contained in that moment. Um, and I think it was written in 2018 when we'd had a really dry summer mm. and it was one of the first summers we'd seen that was like that, like the the grass had turned completely yellow there was straw all the way through the house that had been dragged in from the garden and um I'm not often an early waker but on this day I'd woken up really early in the morning and it was finally raining outside and it was just a poem about how that made me feel and the sort of joy of actually hearing the rain and just appreciating it for what it was and in the last few years, that has just become more and more relevant. This year, we've seen the hottest temperatures that we've ever been rec- have ever been recorded in the UK before. We've had droughts, we've had reservoirs that are barely full, and um, it was just a way of me capturing that importance and that reference to nature, but in a personal experience. That's beautiful, yeah. and you're quite right. It is it is a moment because the the atmosphere in this room's completely changed. Like it feels quite mindful and almost quite still, even though we were all quite bubbly and silly before yeah. and having a giggle. And then you've you that poem has just popped it and we've sort of fallen into some stillness. And mm. it's wow, how powerful can poetry be? Wow. <laughs> but the really cool thing about us is even though we come from different places, we we sometimes strangely interlink. Oh, yeah, it happens all the time. Like, every session there's a word, a theme, an experience um, yeah. that is just linking us all together. Yeah. And it's incredibly, yeah, surprising and powerful yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so the poem you've got for us today, Rachel, is that the same poem that you read at the yeah. Elephant in the Room session? Yeah, it is. It's... Um... It was my first time live performing because I get a bit shy about my voice. Right. Um, yeah, and that was an experience. Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah. It silenced Fiends Troll a little bit. Right. <laughs> Which I'm very glad, glad of because sometimes it needs silencing. Mm. <laughs> was that and, the inner troll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to kick it and get it to shut up. And yeah. a lot of people in the group talk about that, about that like inner critic and how yeah. it's co- constantly speaking to us. And uh, yeah, oh my how goodness. you can battle been, against it. I've been arguing with mine all, all morning. That's why I, I arrived <laughs> at the studio today in such a huff, just because I've been arguing with this inner one, inner, inner critic that's been going, you can't write that, you can't do this, you can't say this, but what about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for hours and hours, can't shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Rachel, are you ready to uh, okay. perform for us? I hope I Oversold it too much. <laughs> I'm sure you haven't. Excavation. When this city is rediscovered, what will they make of us? 
historians putting this back together with hands sometimes reverent, sometimes ashamed. In shopping malls, long overgrown, long overthrown by nature, how are they to code? The static smiles, the headless gods that we find beautiful. They will reconstruct us using our garbage, receipts, takeaway boxes, face masks. In the portrait created, will they recognise themselves? Oh, nice. <laughs> Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I love that idea of, of reconstructing humanity, but based on our, our waste, our garbage, our detritus, detritus. Well, well I was a big um, time team fan back in the day, and I found that they got the most out of looking through people's garbage. It wasn't mm. just kings and queens, it was like chicken bones and, ah. and calf mm. skins and bits of sandal and bits of brooches and right. bits of coins. So you're thinking about future generations yeah. and what they might find out about us from our rubbish. Yeah, and they had this vision of this big old shopping shopping centre was like like a kind of overgrown Mayan temple. Yeah, mm. like Indiana Jones type. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and perhaps trying to decode it like there was a stone, trying to decode the advertisements, and I thought it was pretty cool. Mm. fantastic thank you so so much so um finally we would like to ask you both if you have a song that you would like to play on east leeds fm um i would like to choose i want to be yours by the arctic monkeys yeah <laughs> by the notorious john cooper clark ah okay go and tell us what um, why you've chosen this i am in awe of john cooper clark and I like that he's, he's put worthy poetry in naughty places. The worthy world of poetry in naughty places. <laughs> like, like the end of the Sopranos. Um, you know, on a sex pistols gig. And um, in the hands of one very talented Alex Turner. I love the fact that one thing can turn to something else. And something else. And something else. And it's no monkey yard, but we can make make something really cool out of it. Love it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and this is, do you use this in a workshop? Is that right, Rachel? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's like foolish me trusting me with, trusting me with the class one day. And I chose to dedicate it to salvaging poetry. Because I often, uh, it was all based on the worthy club from a man. Lovely quote from the man himself saying, you don't finish poetry, you abandon it. And I can mm. totally get, be- get behind that. Yeah. Right, you don't finish poetry, you abandon it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what does that mean <laughs> to you, anyway? <laughs> um, you, you can always change it, you can always remodel it, you can, you can always check it about as long as you don't publish because it's fixed then. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it was all about how a new a poem can have a new lease of li- uh, lease of life, and we looked at yeah. shopping lists in your workshop, didn't we? It yeah. was like, what shopping list? What notebook? What anything can you find of something you've written? And what about it still speaks to you? What's lingering? 
And finding those lines and taking them and uh, patchworking them or sewing them (laughs) into something else. And it was incredibly um, inspiring workshop that Rachel um, led about, yeah, that rescuing, recycling poetry. Um, and we watched the video of John Cooper Clark speaking and um, he's hilarious, I have to say. <laughs> he got so much character and that was, yeah, used as the inspiration. And um, we got amazing feedback about that workshop. Hey, it was... hey Dr. Clark, if you ever please come visit us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call out to John Cooper Clark. People poetry, love you. Get yourself down to the old fire station, space two, annex behind. <laughs> That's a We'll be waiting. <laughs> All right, we've got to send the episode to him now. <laughs> you must have his contact details, yeah, Henry. You must have started something, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Next project on the way. <laughs> uh, so, Natalie and Rachel, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, the Vandal Factory show. Uh, we can't wait to see you perform out there in the world and write more stuff and connect up. And yeah, but for now. Uh, This is uh, Arctic Monkeys retooling a John Cooper Clark poem, I Want to Be Yours.
lovely bit of Arctic monkeys there. Yes, yes. thank you very much, Rachel and Natalie. I tell you what, that um, John Cooper Clark quote that Rachel quoted, what was it? The um, You don't finish a poem. You abandon it. Yeah. That is exactly, that's really resonated with me and stayed with me because that's how I feel about the essay I've just written. It was absolutely not finished. It was <laughs> abandoned when the deadline came. But I felt okay about it because of that chat with Rachel. So thanks, Rachel. Thanks, Rachel and Natalie. Um, yeah, I think I'm reflecting on both Natalie and Rachel talking about how you make a space and you build a... A, a, a place, a community and so many people in their union colours out today with in the, the blues and the purples and greens and representing different unions and backgrounds and workplaces but finding a space to come together and organise together yeah, yeah, solidarity with each other so that was really lovely I think there was a lot to talk in the speech of um, we're on the brink of a historical uh win Mm. and I I don't know how much of that is rhetoric and how far we've got to go but it feels like something is building this year but the amount of strikes and the amount of different public services that are striking and that broadly uh, you know the population understand why this is happening Um, after 12 years of austerity and and the pandemic there's never been a more crucial um, time to show how important our key workers are to society and how they should just be paid fairly i mean it's not much to ask (laughs) not asking for a gold palace asking just to be paid fairly i don't want my teachers and my nurses going home and having to worry about bills that's all that's not too much to ask and and i feel like that's what today was about yeah by the way if any listeners were like Henry and Nat driving. This is dangerous. You can't record a podcast while you're driving. Don't worry, councillor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> councillor John Tudor is driving us, so we're all safe. Bye. Bye.